0: The works of Jesus. Father God, today we are so thankful that you brought us into this house once again. Thank you, Father, that you are alive and well and you reign on the throne. Thank you that Jesus Christ is seated next to you at your right hand. And thank you, Father, that you've raised us up together with Him and made us to sit together in Him in heavenly places. Now, Father, we ask that as we are here on this earth, you give us wisdom and instruction, guidance and anointing and power so that we can do the works of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In this hour, this is the hour of the church. This is the hour of the true church to rise up and do the works of Jesus so that the world will know that the church is not a non-essential. The church is the most essential because we are equipped and empowered and, and, and not afraid to do the works of Jesus. So, Father, speak today. Have your way, we pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, praise the Lord, our God. Doing the works of Jesus. Now, I just want to remind you this morning that God is still on the throne. No matter what you see, in spite of everything you see, our Father God is still on the throne. And as I was showing you a couple weeks ago, first of all, didn't Pastor Kim do an awesome job ministering the word of God last Sunday? Come on, give God a hand for that. Awesome job. Get to know him. Get to know him. Hallelujah. When you know him, you love him. And when you love him, you serve him. You honor him. Amen. Now, God is on the throne and he's working. As I mentioned to you a few moments ago, that when the devil, when you see him moving like he is, and it, it is the devil, I said it is the devil, okay? He's at work, he's at large, he's running wild. And you know, you know what the Bible says in, in the I think it's 1 Thessalonians or so, 2 Thessalonians it says, talks about in uh, how the how the Antichrist, the power of, of darkness, cannot work in its fullness until the church is called away. you know that? The Bible says, now he that letteth uh, is taken away, leteth. The church is the one that letteth. A let is like a, like a levy. In other words, the church controls how much evil can operate in this earth. Y'all gotta see what I'm saying. The church is in control of how much evil operates in this earth. We're supposed to be. And so the Bible says that when the church, he that letteth, is taken away, in other words, in the rapture, when the church is taken away, then the full... Uh, power of Satan will be uh, at liberty to operate in the earth. You understand that? So it's no coincidence that Satan would try to test it out right now. He tests it out right now. Because if he can get the church to shut down, shut up, back off, then he can freely move in the earth. You understand that? So we know this whole dynamic that we're in right now is of the evil one. But God is at work. God is at work. He's on the throne. But in the earth, he's looking for some believers who will have real faith in him, faith in Jesus so that he can use us to push the enemy back. No institution has the authority or power to push the enemy back. In Luke chapter 10, verse 19, Jesus said to his disciples, he says, Lo, I give you power over all power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. I give you power. That first power is in the King James, I think New King James is the word authority. Uh, I give you authority over all power. But that first uh, power is the word translated authority, but it's the word exousia, like executive power. In other words, I give you executive power over all the power. The second word power is the Greek word dunamis, dynamic, which means power, effective power. So in other words, God gives us authority over Satan's power. Hey, that's right. that's it. You understand? That's why he says he that letteth. Because you and I have executive authority over his power. The devil can't boss you around if you don't let him. You're the boss. You understand? They're telling everybody it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. No no, 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 no. No, I see the devil doesn't have authority over me. See, God has given me authority over his power. And nothing shall by any means harm me. You got it? Say that. Say nothing shall by any means harm me. You gotta refresh yourself with that every day. Because the news is going to tell you everything is going to happen, but you got to refresh yourself in the word every day. Nothing shall, nothing shall by any means harm you. So, so then God needs people who believe, uh, is it up there? Because yes, I, I, I don't know. I normally have these scriptures up here. So the people who believe this authority and will walk in it, people who will use their faith and authority and not cower to the enemy. God needs true believers so he can get things done in the earth. Yes, and that's why you and I are here. Are y'all with me? Yes, sir. That's why we need to have our faith grow. Yes. I gave you a scripture a couple last week, two weeks ago, Second, Second Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 3. Where Paul said, we are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting. Because your faith is grows exceedingly and the love of every one of you all abounds toward each other. So our, our love is abounding to each other. Yes, sir. You see how we all came around and hugged? Yes. Yes, sir. I love and shook hands and kissed and all that kind of good yeah. stuff? Our love abounds. That's right. Amen. The Bible says in the last days because the love of many uh, because iniquity will abound, the love of many will wax cold. Because iniquity will abound, the love of many will wax cold. So in these days, you'll see people who, are, they don't have that kind of love anymore. People already start social distancing, disease or no disease. Keep to themselves. I got, I got social media friends. That social distancing's been happening for a long time. All right, I'll come over here. It's been happening for a long time. But he said for us, our love abounds toward each other. I had to come see you today, Dee. I couldn't see you online. Jasmine, I had to see your pretty face. Are you following what I'm saying? you You can't do that. You can't greet each other with a holy kiss from home. Kiss the screen. You can't do that. But notice this part here. I, my focus is because your faith grows exceedingly. So everybody say, My faith is growing exceedingly. My faith is growing. Say, every time I come, every time I'm, I'm hearing the word. Hear the word. Faith comes by hearing, comes by and hearing. hearing comes by the word of God. So, right now, I as I hear the word, hear. my faith is growing. Something's happening inside you right now. Your faith is growing. God needs your faith to grow. He needs my faith to grow. Glory to God. Now, I started out preaching on this. Uh, I didn't know this was going to be a series, but it, it, it ended up being that way. I started out preaching this message, Do You Believe in Jesus? Right? I dealt with basic belief that brings salvation. John 3.16, For God will so love the world. That he gives only begotten son, whoever believes in him should not perish but have. So that's the basic believing. Do you believe, right? Okay, do you believe in Jesus? Then I taught the message uh, the following Sunday, believe in Jesus. I'm telling you to believe in Jesus. Believe in him. In John 14, verse 1, it says, let not your heart be troubled by coronavirus. You believe in God, believe also in me. Anybody scared to die? In my father's house, there are many mansions. For hey, not so, I would have told you. Most people are freaking out because they're scared to die. Christians, and want to go to heaven. Oh, <laughs> praise God. God. Lord, don't, go ahead, don't bother with nothing now. If we ain't got it ready before service, then I don't want to bother with nothing now. The time to, to perform is not the time to prepare. So let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. So I talked about beyond salvation. There is a believing that, that keeps you from being seized by fear and panic. Isaiah 28, 16. Y'all nervous? No. Okay, Isaiah 28, 16 says, whoever believes in him will not act hastily. Whoever believes in him will not act hastily. Oh, my God, I got to buy toilet paper. Oh, my God. Got to buy all the meat they have in the store. Don't act hastily. So don't, 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 don't do that. Why? I believe in Jesus. Then I went on to teach. Uh, I said, uh, taught a message, believe Jesus. Y'all been tracking this? So many people are showing me today, Elder Baker, that they believe in Jesus, but they don't necessarily believe Jesus. Because when Satan roars, They run. They don't believe Jesus. I showed you how the disciples believed in him. But they didn't necessarily believe him concerning the resurrection. He told them, told them uh, umpteen times, I'm going to die, and in three days I'm going to be raised again. And yet, when he died on the third day, they were hiding, mourning, weeping, when they should have been looking for him to, to come back. Because he had told them that. They believed in him, but they didn't believe him. And people have been singing and preaching for years about how good God is and how wonderful Jesus is. And he's a, he's a, Jesus is a fence all around me every day. But not this week. I need you to protect me as I travel along this way. It's not this week. Then I preached a message last, two Sundays ago rather, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Mark 9, 24, the man said that. Jesus was uh, talking to the man. He told him about believing, and he said, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Now, I just want to refresh you because that was two weeks ago. I brought up four things to you that are important about unbelief. Okay? Number one, I showed you that unbelief limits the power of God. Unbelief limits the power of God. In Matthew 13, 58, you don't, you don't have to turn there, but in Matthew 13, 58, the Bible says Jesus could not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief, right? Yes. I told you, number two, unbelief will make you waver in your faith. Right, yes, unbelief will make you waver in your faith. The Bible says in Romans 4, uh, right, in, uh, verse 20, it says that Abraham did not waver in his faith through unbelief. So when you have unbelief, it will make you waver in your faith. Well, Do I believe? Do I not believe? Is he going to do it? Is he not going to do it? I'm not sure. You can't afford to waver in your faith, especially in a time of crisis. Number three, I told you, unbelief keeps you from entering God's rest. Hebrews 3.19 talks about, so we see that they cannot enter in because of their unbelief. They cannot enter into the promised land or into God's rest because of their unbelief. So unbelief will keep you out of the rest. Pastor, how come you're not worried? I'm resting. I'm resting in God's love. Number four, though, I told you to encourage you. Jesus loves you enough to help you overcome your unbelief. So he knows that people suffer from unbelief. He knows. And he's not going to beat you over the head about it. He's going to help you with it. He's going to help you overcome. When Mary and Martha had unbelief about Lazarus, remember they believed in Jesus. But Martha showed she didn't believe Jesus when he told her. He said, hey, he's going to rise again. She didn't believe it. She talked about all kind of other stuff. So what did he do? He raised Lazarus. You believe now? There's that man in Mark 9 whose son was there, whose son was vexed with the devil trying to kill him. And Jesus said, hey, if you can believe all things are possible, that's Mark 9, 23. In verse 24, that man said, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. The man admitted he had unbelief. What did Jesus do? He healed his son. So Father God, Jesus Christ, loves you enough that even if you have unbelief, he will help you. Isn't that good? How many of you admit that in some areas of life you still have a little bit of unbelief? I'm still struggling to believe in some things. Hey, God's not mad at you. He's not going to kick you out. He's going to work with you. That's why I'm glad Pastor Kim said, said what she said, that we got people out of the church. They're staying home. Now, some of them we told to stay home, but there are others who just, just staying home. Well, what's happening? There's unbelief. Don't be mad at that. Just work with it. God's going to work with you. God will work with you. Keep on, get, pump yourself in the Word. Now, what you need to do, what you ought to do, when I, when I remember saying that all the time. What you ought to do is get over in Mark 9. In fact, can, you, can, I, let's, can we read that? Because in Mark 9, I want to make sure you see something. 23, I'm going to go through that chapter a little bit, media. Mark 9, 23. Jesus told a man, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes, him who yeah. believes. So how, what is possible? All to things. who? And so if you don't believe, all things aren't possible. If there's unbelief, there's some things that are not possible. But if you believe, then you unlock unlimited possibilities with God. Ooh, boy, that was big, man. I don't know if y'all caught that. Y'all act like you already knew that. Did you know it already? All right, good. So if you believe truthfully, truly, then you unlock unlimited possibilities with God. There's nothing he won't do for you. Come on. Within his will, you understand that. Yes, sir. So you can get anything done. Yes. That, no no issue that scares you. No. No. Come on. Come on. You know, how many tens of millions of people have died of HIV and AIDS in the world. 55 million. Yes. Are you hearing that? Yes, sir. And you know, it's Preachers still flop around with, in adultery. Y'all miss what I said. It's preachers still flop around in adultery. But well, they're going to shut the church down because of something with flu. What I'm saying to you, my point with that, not to be funny or hard, is... See, I believe God can heal HIV and AIDS. He can heal cancer, lupus, diabetes, tuberculosis. Whatever it is, God is a healer. See, there's nothing. See, if we believe, then all. Unbelief. Now they wouldn't have asked that If they didn't know they already had Authority right. Right. They knew, they, to be. They, knew yeah. they already had the same Authority right. he had already given them Cast already told them that, right. so in this situation they want to know how come we couldn't do it. Right. So here comes the, the number one answer, verse twenty nine. So he said to them, "This kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting." Now he's we, people teach on the surface level that this kind of demon. Now we understand Jesus said, "I gave you authority over all the power of the devil, of the devil." Right. This guy had demons. That little boy had demons. Right. He said, "I give you power over the devil." other words, if you got power over the devil, you definitely got power over demons. You understand? The biggin's already been done. That's the biggin. You got power over the biggin, so you definitely have power over his little demons. That's right. That's right. <laughs> this is some good teaching, man. Already. Well, you're gonna be glad you came to church today. So I got power over the big one So I definitely have power over the little one So the, right. the, the guys want to know how come we couldn't do it He said because this kind Fasting So he's showing them that there's a master key involved In you walking in this level of belief That you've got to fast and pray Everybody say fast and pray Everybody's worried about I ain't going to be no food. Good, we can fast for a little while. All the restaurants, you can't go sit down. Good, fast for a little while. you cannot do in a time like this is be inundated with the news. You cannot sit there and meditate on the news all day long because the more you meditate on the news, the more you check the reports, the more you do that, they're gonna keep feeding you unbelief. They're gonna keep feeding you. Well, another person died, and another person died. There's another case. Although, although this morning, 30, 35 people across Florida got, died in car accidents. They're not gonna tell you that. They're gonna tell you coronavirus. Another person, another, another person died. Another person got sick. Another person. We got another, another new case. And yet, yet, yet this morning, you got uh, 40 people across across. Across America, died of the flu this morning already. A breach. Come on, sir. But they're gonna pump you, yeah. with, with, what you. With, with what will scare you, so that unbelief comes in. Now, this is not just about coronavirus. This is about any situation. Absolutely. If you you got financial issues, don't fill yourself with unbelief about finances. You got marriage problems, don't fill yourself with unbelief about marriage. I'm saying, any situation you're in, you got to make sure you begin to block out unbelief right, right? and the way you do that is you fast, shut everything off shut it down. well I'm going to fast for three hours but then you're going to watch TV for six oh, that ain't gonna that's not going that to work baby that's not going to work baby <laughs> you got to starve your flesh and oh, feed right. your spirit what I just say? Start come on. Eat Why? Because you got to get this unbelief out. And it's not going to come out. This kind of unbelief is not going to come out. Except by prayer and fasting. When you, you're going to pray and then or fast, but then while you're fasting, it's not just not eating, it's praying too. What am I doing? I'm praying. According to Jude chapter 1 verse 20, you build yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So when you pray in the Holy Ghost, we need a whole lot of that right now. Praying in the Holy Ghost, you're building your faith up. Building your faith up. Well, I thought faith came by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Yes, but when you pray, you're inviting the Spirit of God to illuminate the Word of God to you. So it's not just words on a page. So it's not just head knowledge. It gets down into your heart. You're building yourself up in your most holy faith. You're hearing from the author himself. Isn't it interesting that you can read a book, but you have—they have, have audiobooks out there. Right. Right. Any of y'all know about audio books? Audio box books are getting popular because you actually hear the author a lot of times. Sometimes they hire actors or whatever voiceovers, but a lot of times they're hearing the author, and it has a greater impact right. because you hear—you hear the author's uh, intonation, yes. his the inflections in his voice right. or her right. voice yes. about what they're saying. Yes, sir. Amen. So, what happens when you hear the author of the Bible? Revelation comes. Light shines into your heart. All of a sudden, you begin to usher out, evict all that unbelief. And your heart gets to that Mark nine twenty three place where I believe all things are possible. You got it? All right. Let's keep going here. Now, let's go back to John 14. John 14. In verse 12. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm glad I'm saved. I'm glad I have the word of God. I'm glad I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. He's my teacher. He's my alongside helper. Glory to God. And he brings back to our remembrance everything Jesus has told me. Glory to God. So, now let's look at John 14. These are some of the last uh, chapters that Jesus... Uh, expounds about things about the Holy Ghost, John 14, John 15, John 16, before we read about him praying in John 17 and heading towards the Passion Week and then going to the cross, uh, John 19, and then being raised again and spending time with the disciples all the way through John chapter 20 and 21, okay? So John 14 is the beginning of this discourse, okay? And so in John 14, he's about, he's gonna start laying out These are are like, um, you know, when somebody's about to die, you want to know what their last words are? So Jesus, because he knows he's about to die, he starts his last words discourse. Guys, I'm giving you some final trainings right here before I leave. So in John 14, in verse 12, he says, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. So he's talking about going to my Father. Yeah. Now, this is John 14, right? Yes. John 14, 1. Let not your heart be troubled. Yes. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go away to prepare a place, prepare a place for you. Yes. That when I, uh, where, when I come, I may receive you unto myself, right? Yes. There, where I am, you may be also. Yes. That's the beginning of John 14. Right. So here it is. He says, I'm going, I'm going to my father. Okay? But when he says, I'm going to my father, um, you remember in John Um, let me see. All right, Holy Spirit, remind me of this here. No, that's not it. It's it's in. uh, Gotta be Matthew. No, no, it's Luke. I'm sorry, Luke two, not John two, Luke. Luke two. All right, Luke two. Where Jesus In verse 49 Thank you Holy Spirit He's always faithful and dependable <laughs> Luke 2 verse 49 Remember he was 12 His parents are looking for him they, Now they already lost him three days <laughs> How would you feel if you lost, lost your child? I remember he used to freak my mom out when we would been in the, in, the, in the, you know, Woolworths or Montgomery Wars and we used to hide between all the clothes. Yeah, you. Turn it Pop out. Here I am, mama. they freak out just after that. So imagine three days. And then imagine three days you lost Jesus. Oh my God. Did you lose Jesus? So you know they are panicking, right? But when they find him, He said these words in Luke 2, 49. Why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? I must be about my father's business. Glory to God. So Jesus understood his ministry or his life on earth was about his father's business. Now turn over to Luke 19, verse 13. Luke 19, verse 13. It's a parable, but there's a point a statement Jesus Christ makes in Luke 19, verse 13. I'm just, this is off, off cuff right now. So me you got to just keep up with me. Luke 19, 13, Jesus says in this parable. Y'all got it? Glory to God. We're going to get there. Well, let me see. Y'all got it open already. Yes, sir. So he called ten of his servants. Servants delivered to them ten minas, uh-huh. and said to them, "Do business till I come." Now in that parable, it's about a man, a wealthy man who's leaving. Right. Come on. Come on. Right. Yes, so he tells the ones he's leaving behind, "Do business." Yeah till I come or till I return and when we just read in Luke two forty nine. he said don't you know I must be about my father's business are you seeing this so when he leaves he says you do business so the same business that I've been doing now I'm leaving for you to do this same business are y'all catching this here So in John 14, 12, put that back on the screen, let's go back over there John 14 and verse 12 Hallelujah Hallelujah. Jesus said, most assuredly I say to you He who believes in me, the works that I do He will do also And greater works than these He will do because Remember that, that land on in Luke 19, he was going away So because I go to my Father, you have to do the works now. So Jesus Christ left, and he didn't leave and left us here on vacation. He didn't leave and then leave us here powerless. He didn't leave and then leave us here, well, just, you know, fend the best you can. Just try to hold out till I come. This this is what the church mindset. We're just going to hold out till Jesus comes. Well, I understand trying to be faithful, but we're not called to just to hold out till He comes. We're just going to survive. Oh, one day the Lord is going to crack the sky. Oh, we're going to finally escape up out of here. That's not how He wants us to be looking. He wants us to be when He comes and say, All right, Lord, we're finished. We have finished our work. You got it? All right. Now, so John 14:12 again, Jesus says, "He who believes in me." Now I've been running through this course about believing in him. Yes. So he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also." Got it? So then this tells me then that faith in Jesus enables me to do the same works He did on Earth. Boy, you got to hear this. And I'm telling you something that most of the body of Christ has no clue about today. That's why, that's why, Giovanna, it's so easy for the government to suggest the church shut down. Because the, the government has not seen a power church. They have not seen a working church. They've seen, see, that they, 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 they said we're going to limit all social gatherings. In the government's eyes, a church is now a social gathering. Because they've not seen, Pastor Joshua, the church, walking in the power and authority that God called us to. Not by any large. I can guarantee you in the days of Oral Roberts, they would have never suggested that he close down his tents. In the days of Smith Wigglesworth, they would have never suggested. In the days of Amy Simple McPherson, they would have never suggested even. Because they saw power in demonstration. That's why Paul would say, in 1 Corinthians 2 he said, he said my speech and preaching were not, were not in just persuasive words of men's wisdom but in demonstration of the spirit and power so that men's faith would not be in the wisdom of men but in the power of God and right now America is putting its faith in the wisdom of men and not in the power of God because they have not seen a demonstration of the Spirit and power. That's why they've reduced churches to the same level as bars and nightclubs. Shut the bars down. Shut the nightclubs. Shut them down. And yet they, yet they insist on keeping their hospitals open because their faith is in the wisdom of men and not in the power of God. Say this, say my faith, in Jesus. my faith in Jesus. Now y'all say this like I mean like you mean it. I want you, I want you to, I mean, I want you to speak this to yourself. My faith in Jesus, my faith in Jesus enables me, enables me to, do to do the same works he did on earth. Did on earth. Yes. Thank God for the 50% of y'all that obey what I just said. My faith in Jesus enables me to do the same works. So, I know I might, might be lambasted for saying this. I'm a healer. I'm a healer. Oh, my God. Be careful you're going to get sick. No, I'm a healer. Oh, Why? I'm a I'm a believer. You see, and I know it's 2020, but the same God that was here in 1920, the same God who was here in A.D. 20, is the same God now, the same power, the same anointing, the same blessing, the same love, the same goodness, the same glory, the same grace, the same spirit. And the words that Jesus Christ spoke didn't stop when we hit 2020. See, the problem is, so many churches have taught that healing has passed away. That's doctrine in many churches, that healing has passed away. Well, sure, okay, now if, if you said it passed away, okay, y'all can go and shut down then. We don't need you right now. And... If we don't need you now, we probably don't need you after this is all over. So my faith in Jesus enables me to do the same works he did on earth. Now, look at Luke 4, 18, 19. Let me keep traveling here. This is all right, Minister Barbara. Luke 4, 18, 19 says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Now, this is who talking. He says, his spirit is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Verse 19, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, or the year of the Lord's release. Got it? So, everybody say he's anointed. Okay, let's look at another scripture here, please. Acts 10, 38. We're going to see this same anointing. Okay? We're going to see something here. <laughs> you got this, Jada? Watch this. Acts 10, 38. How God anointed Jesus. Now, we just saw in Luke four eighteen, He was anointed, right? How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Now, as a result of that anointing, everybody says they have. He went about doing good. And healing all who are oppressed, harassed, afflicted by the devil, for God was with him. Now I have news for you. God, the same God, is with us. And it's the same anointing available to us today. So you and I are the only ones on this planet who are equipped to go about doing good and healing all those who are oppressed by the devil. So there's anointing on you to heal people. Oh, Jesus. I hope y'all realize what God's doing this morning. Hope y'all realize God is raising up a salvation army right here. He's raising up an army, a band of people who will go about and heal people. He's raising up a people who will go about doing the works of Jesus. And not be afraid and intimidated by A virus, a disease, a germ, the media, the government, or anybody else. All right, now, so he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. All right, now, here's a question. What are or what were the works of Jesus? I'm preaching on doing the works of Jesus. Everybody say, doing the the works of Jesus. Now, let's open our Bibles to Matthew 11. Matthew 11, and we're going to read verses 1 through 5. Matthew 11. Everybody find Matthew? Yes, sir. First book of the New Testament here. Matthew 11, uh-huh. verse 1 through 5. Glory to God. It says, now it came to pass when Jesus finished commanding his 12 disciples that he departed from there to teach and to preach in their cities. <laughs> got to leave that alone. And when John had heard in prison about the works of Christ, about what? The works of Christ. about what? The works of so John heard about the works of Christ. He sent two of his disciples and said to him, "Are you the coming one, or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said to them, "Go and tell John the things which you hear, and see. Now what did John heard about again? The works works of Christ. So Jesus says, now go tell him the things you hear and see. Tell him my works. He's he's asking, am I the one? If you don't believe me because of what I say, at least believe me for the very works sake. Now he says, watch this, in verse 4 and 5, Jesus answered and said to them, go and tell John the things which you hear and see. Verse 5, the blind, y'all with me? The blind and the lame, the lepers are cleansed. I ain't tell y'all to keep reading. The blind see, the lame walk, and the lepers are cleansed. Now let me just pause there about the lepers being cleansed, D. We read about one time where ten lepers were off in a distance. Because the lepers were commanded to have social distancing. Because their leprosy was the most contagious disease of their time, still is to this day. They had to be outside the camp. 2 Kings 7, when the famine hit, 2 Kings 6 and 2 Kings chapter 7, you saw there were four lepers who were outside the camp. They were commanded to be outside the camp. And those 10 lepers I'm talking about, Jesus, uh, he simply spoke to them. They stayed away themselves. He didn't keep them away. They stayed away themselves. They cried out, Lord, help us. And he said, go show yourself to the priest. He sent a word and healed them. But there was one man, a one leper, who when he was sick with leprosy, the most contagious disease you could ever find on this planet, he said, this over in Matthew chapter 8, He said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Verse 3, Jesus said, if, he said, I am willing, be thou clean. And he laid his hands on him. He made social contact with the most contagious person he could ever find. (laughs) Ha ha, y'all not catching it. He made contact physical contact with the most contagious person on the planet and the Bible didn't say Jesus Christ developed leprosy it said immediately his leprosy was cleansed so the leper received what Jesus had Jesus Christ didn't receive what the leper had the leper received what Jesus had you are already clean through the word I've spoken to you isn't that what Jesus Christ said in John 15? He said, You are already clean through the word I spoke to you. God Almighty. He said, You, oh man, oh man, I'm about to run through here. You are already clean through the word I spoke to you. Good God Almighty. You are, I want to tell everybody this room right now, you are already clean. You are already clean. Don't be worried. You are already clean. Through the Word, I've spoken to you. The Word has made you clean. Hallelujah. I'm clean, baby. I'm clean. Well, Pastor, you don't know, I had had, uh, gonorrhea and syphilis and hepatitis and herpes. You're clean through the Word, I spoke to you. The word will make you clean So Jesus Christ is clean And that leper didn't re- that leper Received Jesus Christ's cleanness Y'all got this here You have the authority Jesus told the disciples one time He says freely you have received Freely give So what you have received Cleanness you can give to other people Okay, but do you have any idea who you are? Oh, come on. Ask somebody else. They didn't hear it. Do you have any idea who you are? You're not an ordinary man. You're not an ordinary woman. You're a blood-bought, blood-washed child of the living God and you are clean through the Word. I want to say something. I want y'all, let me say it. Somebody here, you just got your virginity back. like that and the blood will make your conscience clean forget those things that are behind you reach forth to what's ahead of you press toward the mark for the prophet of the high calling in Christ Jesus I'm already clean I'm already clean I may have done it but I'm clean. Yeah. I may have been bound but now I'm clean. I may have been addicted but now I'm clean. I may have messed around but now I'm clean. I used to be that way but thank God now I'm clean. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Oh glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. Woo-hoo-hoo. My God, my God, my God. My God, my God, my God. My God, my God. You don't need to be scared to come around me. I'm clean. Matter of fact, you really want me around you. You need me in your presence. You need me in your store. You need me at your gas station. You need me in your hotel. You need me on your airplane. You need me in your school. You need me on your business. You need me because I'm clean, baby. I'm clean. A threat to me, I'm a help to you. I'm here to help you. I'm not threatened by your stuff. My goodness. The blind see. The lame walk. and The deaf hear. Lepers are cleansed. The lepers are cleansed. And the deaf here, the dead are raised up. These are the works of Christ, Steve. Do you know? Now, there was one time in John 11, he raised Lazarus from the dead. Lazarus, come forth. Jesus was at a distance because Lazarus was in the grave. He said, Roll a stone away. No, he's thinking, Roll a stone away. It's been too late, been too long. Roll a stone away. And he called Lazarus from the other world back into his body. Now I'm talking about you and me doing the works of Jesus. I wish I had three believers in this house. But there's another time, Deke. Jesus was on his way into a city called Nain, N-A-I-N. The name Nain literally means desperate. And the Bible says there was a woman coming out of there, this widow woman, who her only son had died. Widow woman, her only son had died. There's no social security, there's no disability, there's no assistance. The widow woman would depend on her son for her finances. And the Bible says this widow woman, her only son had died. Her life is desperate. It's ironic how just uh, the Lord put these together, these things together. This city called Name, desperation. And Jesus, Jesus noticed her desperation. She's crying. Oh, everybody's crying. Look at her. She's a poor widow. This poor woman. How's she gonna get it? Her only son has died. Jesus with his clean self touched the coffin. That was deemed an unclean act by Levitical law. But he loved so much that he touched that unclean place with his clean self. And when he touched that coffin, he spoke to that boy and that boy was raised from the dead. See, do you really know who you are? Do you really know what you have? Do you really know what you can do? You can do the works of Jesus. We're commanded to. You hear what I said? We're commanded to. We're not extras in this show. Right now, we are the stars. He said, Mark and Matthew 11, he said, the dead are raised up oh, and the poor of the gospel preached to them. Uh-huh. Verse 6, blesses he who is not offended in me. Right. Now, can I keep going? Yes, sir. You're still in Matthew, right? Yes. Go over four chapters to Matthew 15. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, I can kind of take my time because you can't go nowhere but the drive through <laughs> <laughs> You can't even go sit down and pull folks and you can't go sit down nowhere. You can drive through and sit at your house. Matthew 15. Glory to God. Thank God for stopping the clock for us. Verse 29 through, 30, through 31. 29 through 31. Now, what are we talking about again here? The works of Jesus. Jesus departed from there skirted or went around the Sea of Galilee and went up on the mountain and sat down there. Then great multitudes came to him, having with them the lame, blind, mute, maimed. Now maimed in its its simple sense means crippled, but in its literal sense means missing something. Maimed. And many others. And Laid them, they laid them down at Jesus' feet and he told them get away. Oh. He, he, said, Ugh. he them. And what he did what? Healed he, healed he healed them. He healed them. Now watch this. I want you to see something here. Uh-huh. I want church, y'all listening? Yes, sir. I want you to see something right here. Okay. He healed them, Michelle. Now watch the next verse, verse 31. So the multitude marveled. The multitude marveled. Now let's go back. I want you to see something here. You don't have to look back, but just, just remember what we read. It said, great multitudes came having with them. So the people who weren't sick brought the sick to him. They knew where to bring the sick people. They knew where to bring the ones who needed help. So watch what happened. Verse 31, so the multitude marveled. The ones who brought them marveled. So they had some belief, but they like, my God. They marveled when they saw, this is what people are going to see out of this church here. Y'all better say something more than that. When they saw the mute speaking, the maimed made whole, the lame walking, and the blind seeing, and they glorified. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what the devil's afraid of. He's afraid of people glorifying the God of Israel. He's presented to the world all other kind of gods. Buddha, and Allah, and rocks. Trees, and bowls, and the wind. Sun, moon. They're all kind of gods that that we have in the world. And what the devil's afraid of is people glorifying the God of Israel. So he has to shut the church down. Because the church in its power is supposed to make sure that the mute speak, the maimed are made whole, the lame walk, and the blind see, and the deaf hear, and the lepers are cleansed, and the dead are raised. It's the works of Jesus. And when they see the works of Jesus, they will glorify God. Glory to God. Y'all with me on this here? Now look at John 9. Let me keep going. John 9. Y'all all all right on time? Hey, 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 we good. John 9, verse 4 and verse 5. I want you to see the diabolical scheme, Anissa, to shut the church down. It's a diabolical scheme to shut the church down. Many people, have, they're so blind or so, I don't know what it is. In love with the world. In love with the world they're, they're not seeing what's happening. Are y'all in John 9? Yes, sir. Verse 4 and 5. Here's the words of Jesus. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is what? Maybe. Because the night is coming. Tell your neighbor the night is coming. So there's a night coming or there's a time coming when no one can work. Now he's not talking about not going to the times, not going to Burger King, not going to the wherever you work. He's not, not talking about that. They have night shifts all the time. He said there's coming a time on the earth when no one can work. So he says while it's day, while we have the daylight, I must work the works of him that sent me. Verse three, verse five, real quick, please. Verse five. As long as, world, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. He's talking to his disciples here. As long as I am in the world, I'm the light of the world. Now, I want to show you something here. Because if you've got a, a study Bible, uh, when you see the word, in back in verse 4, he says, I must work the works of him that sent me. While his day, the word, the letter, the word I, letter I, there's a little note, should be above it, yes, that when you look in your margin, it'll say something like we. Yes, it does. On, yeah. So let's switch to the Amplified, please. John 9, verse 4, 5, Amplified. Because he's bringing us in on this, Justin. Good to see you. He's bringing us in on this here. John 9, verse 4. We, because he's in a conversation with his disciples, we, y'all missing it. See, the church, by, by, for, the, for the most part, has been looking at Jesus Christ to do all the works. We are calling on you, Jesus. Do something, Jesus. But he says we must work the works of him who sent me. In other words, he's bringing us in as co-laborers with him. We are workers together with Christ. You got it? So we must work the works of him who sent me and be busy with his business. Jesus, thank you. While it's daylight. Man, high five me, man. Good God almighty, boy. Good God almighty. I don't know what to do. I gotta be busy with his business. Oh, Jesus Lord, I'm, 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 trying, I'm trying not, not to whoop the church, but what's happened is the church has been too busy with church business. That's why it's so easy to just shut it down. Because it wasn't real business to begin with. All it was was a program. All it was was a little gathering. So we can, we can wait, we can wait a few weeks till it's all blow over. No, not when you're doing kingdom business. I must work the works of him who sent me. While it's day, I must do his business. Night is coming when no man can work. See, once we're gone, no man can work. Once that darkness hits the earth, that shuts everything down, no man can work. We're not going to be here. So we must work the works of him who sent me. Jesus and be busy with his business while it is daylight. Night is coming on when no one can no man can work. Go to verse 5 for me please. Verse 5. As long as I'm in the world I am the world's light. Jesus is saying as long as I am in the world I'm the world's light. Now he said we must work. He said as long as I'm here I'm the world's light. Now let's go to a scripture you know. Matthew 5 13 through 16. He said as long as I'm in the world I'm the world's light. But remember, we must work. Yes, yes. Tell your neighbor, we must, work. We must tell, work. Tell them we got work to do. We won't have time for knowing the games. We we'll won't have time for any, yes. we'll time for any, any play around. Yes. We must work. We got work to do. Yes. We got people to heal. Yes. We got dead to, to raise. Yes. We got yes. lepers to cleanse. Yes. We got deaf to, to, to give them hearing and blind people to give them their sight. People with mental illness that the world can't do nothing with. Because they're bound and disrupted by demons. Remember that maniac in, in Gadara in Mark 5? Bound by demons? Full of demons. 2,000 demons or so. And the Bible says they chained him up. And they could not keep him chained, bound. No, not with fetters or chains. They put chains on a robber and he just break the chains off. He would hang out in, in the tombs and just howl all night long and torment a whole town because these demons wouldn't let him rest and they wouldn't let the people rest. But when Jesus showed up, I said, but when Jesus showed up, I'm about to go baptize on you, but when Jesus showed up, anytime Jesus comes on the scene, something's going to turn around. Anytime Jesus Christ comes on the scene, Something's gonna change anytime Jesus Christ comes on the scene. Something about to happen. Went right up to him. And what happened? The demons recognized him. When the demons recognize your power, they recognize Jesus Christ on the inside of you. They'll bow down in submission. Where I tell y'all to go? Matthew 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 5. 13. Hey, church. You are the salt of the earth. (laughs) You are the salt of the earth. But, church, if the salt loses its flavor... How shall the earth be seasoned? The church is being good for nothing but to be closed on Sunday. That's the problem. The church has lost its flavor. Oh my goodness, keep going, please, keep going. You are church, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be closed on Sunday. You can't stop no church you can can't what you can't, you, can't, you, can't, well, you can't do that? be hidden. Verse 15, let me keep going here. Nor, nor do they light a lamp and put it on the basket, put it online only. Uh, uh. Just just stream. Just stream. No, you don't just stream. He put it on a lampstand. Matter of fact, we ought to get a sign Pauline made, put out front, open for business. let be open for business. Open oh, for business. Let's be a lampstand. And if we are, we'll give light to all who are in the house. Right Come on, sir. Verse 16. Now watch this. Remember, we read, we just read in Matthew 11, yes. when they saw all those miracles, all those wonders, those signs, the people glorified the God of Israel. Yes. I told you that's what the devil's afraid of. Right. Right. So watch what happens with you and me. Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works, and you're going to get the same result. Glorify your Father in heaven. You and I, when we let our light shine, nah? no, let my light shine, let the light of mine. No, 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 no. Do his works. Say so you let your light shine, do his works. When men see us doing the works of Jesus, right. they will glorify God just like those who saw Jesus himself. Mm-hmm. Just like God do- those who saw Jesus himself. Now, can I take you three places real quick? Yes. There are great things that happen. Remember the word in John 14, 12, he who believes in me. Yes. So there are great things that happen when we believe in Jesus. Yes. Can I show you number one? John 7, verse 37-39. Good God Almighty. John 7, 37-39. On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me. Keep going. Keep going. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, he who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart or out of his belly, the King James says, will flow rivers of living water verse 39 verse 39 but this he spoke concerning the spirit the Holy Ghost whom those believing in him would receive for the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified so great things happen you get filled with the Holy Ghost y'all don't even get excited about that if you believe in him like, like the scripture says you get filled with the Holy Ghost Once you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you are empowered just like Jesus. Once you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you are empowered just like Jesus. Remember the Bible says in Acts 10.38, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. So you are now anointed to do the same works. Number two, number two, Mark 16, 15 through 20. I'm going to read that real quick. Glory to God. Mark 16, verse 15 through verse 20. Let's look at this here. This is Jesus Christ. He's been raised from the dead. He first rebukes the disciples because of their unbelief. Then he gives them these words. And he said to them, go into all the world. Preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes, this is in Jesus. And is baptized will be what? Thank God for being saved. Isn't that wonderful? But he who does not believe will be what? Keep going, verse 17. And these signs. signs I know y'all know this one, but just act like this is your first time reading it. And these signs will follow those who believe. How many believers do I have in here? So it says these signs will follow you in my name. They will. He didn't say more, I will. They will. You believers will. Cast out demons. Say I cast out demons. I don't tolerate demons. I don't bear with demons. I don't cope with demons. And I don't negotiate with demons. I cast them out. Say, I have that authority. I have that authority. I've cast out demons. I'm talking about me, I've, I have cast out demons. Uh, it's enjoyable. Because <laughs> a demon has tormenting somebody for years, and you cast them out in a moment of time, that's enjoyable. Glory to God. They will speak with new tongues. <laughs> Praise the Lord. They will take up serpents. Take up serpents, that's the serpents. You can't touch those no serpents. But they says, when you got this believing in Jesus... Take up serpents, and if they drink anything daily, somebody left their germs on your cup. Come on, sir. Come on. Somebody sneezed from across the room. It might have got on your glass. If they drink. Now he's not talking about just breathing around stuff. He said if you drink something deadly. Now how in the world if he said you can drink something deadly and it won't hurt you, how you going to be scared to be within six feet of somebody who got a little flu? He says if you drink something, Laquanda, now you in the medical field, we don't ever advise people to drink anything deadly, do we? He said but even if you drink something deadly it will by no means hurt them. Now, watch this last one. Watch this last one because this is going to give a lot of folk trouble right now. They will lay hands from six feet. Pastor Joshua, you ever lay hands from six feet? <laughs> Online, we're going to lay hands. Your member's home sick. Your member's home sick, and we're just telling them, well, you know, we, we shut the church down. Because there's, there's no distance in the spirit, no distance in the spirit. Well, okay, I understand Jesus can send a word and all that kind of stuff, but his initial command here is lay hands. You shall lay hands on the sick, and you shall get sick. Huh? Oh, they will recover. Is this getting into your head? Are you getting this down into your heart, what I'm trying to get you to understand? That you have no need to fear anything? That you are the answer for the world today? You are carrying the antivirus? You'll lay hands on them and they will recover. Let's finish this out. Verse 19. So then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. Verse 20. Verse 20. And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Amen. All right. Y'all got this here. All right. Last one. Last one. Go back to John 14. Go back to John 14. Verse 12 says, most assured I say to you who, who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. Now, uh, if the Lord say the same, I'll do with greater works another time. Most of the church ain't thinking about greater works because they ain't thinking about doing the same works yet. I'm, I, we'll blow their mind when we talk talking about greater works. Let's just start doing the same works. The Bible says that God wrought unusual miracles by the hand of Paul. Now, I pray, praise God, we just start doing usual miracles. You know, specialized miracles. John 14. Now, let's look at the last two verses that we dealt with, verse 13 and 14. And see what Jesus Christ said, what happens to those of us who believe. And baker, watch this. This is still a result of you believing. And whatever you ask in my name. Yes, sir. Oh, man. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Now, see, you've got to be careful when you tell me something like whatever. Because I kind of have an unlimited imagination, you know what I'm saying? You can't tell me, you know, we go to a restaurant or order whatever you want. You better be careful when you tell me order whatever I want. Oscar, help me out, right? Come on now. If you take me to a restaurant, I'm going to tell you, Oscar, you take me to a restaurant and you say order whatever I want. Whatever I want. Sure, Pastor, order whatever you want. You mean whatever I want. When you say whatever I want, all of a sudden I'm not looking at the chicken. I'm not saying garcon, what's the special? I ain't ain't ask about no special. I don't want to know nothing about that. I want to know what's the most, I'm going to try Oscar pockets. See how deep your pockets really are, brother, when you say whatever you want. I know there are times I, my wife and I've taken people out to eat, and we say, order whatever you want, boy. And, and I'm sitting there inside sweating like, oh. oh. <laughs> Listen, if you ever get a chance to take out uh, uh, pasta Derby or Mama Alberta, do not say whatever you want. Because <laughs> rich people order whatever they want anyway. Let's try all the appetizers. Just bring all of them out. It's all of them. Am I right about it? Let's bring all of them. Oh, praise God. Praise <laughs> <There's> your Lord. <laughs> Where's you order, may I have a glass of water? They don't order the regular water. They gotta order those all the Pellegrino and all that. Like, can I have another one, please? That ain't no refills in that water right there. You better sip. <laughs> Are you what I'm saying? Praise God. Praise God. But I learned. I learned. And yet, Father, God says to Jesus Christ here, go back, go back to verse 13. Verse, verse 13. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Then verse 14 says, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now, within context, its bottom line is you doing the works. So, although we can take that scripture and apply, well, I can ask God for a house, or I ask God for a car, I can ask God for this and stuff. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's true, you can do that. But within context, what he's saying is whatever you ask the Father in my name, I will do it that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So, when I'm dealing with somebody, I got to do some works. Father, I'm asking you in the name of Jesus to release your healing power on this young man's body right now. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I'm asking you right now to release your healing power. Open this blind man's eyes. Open this young girl's ears. Unstop this this, this person's tongue. In the name of Jesus Christ, I'm directing this power. I'm asking him for anything. He said, if you ask him for anything, he said, I will do it. Yes, that's right. Yes, sir. Now, if you and I are about, come on, Luke, I'm done. Are about our father's business then we're, we're uh, how do I say this, entitled to benefits. When we're about our father's business, you can also ask for a company car. Nobody said anything. Because I'm about his business. You can, add, you can get, you get a, a, a company expense account. Yes, yes, yes. Huh? Yes. You get a housing allowance. Yes. Wow. I don't want to pay my rent. Be about his business. Start to pay my rent, Lord. Start getting about his business. If you take care of his business, then your rent becomes his business. I get a clothing allowance. God, I need new clothes. I, need, I, I'm, I can't afford clothes. Be about his business. Yeah, now, all of a sudden, your clothes become his business. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, Are y'all catching what I'm saying to you? Yes, all right, let me, let, me, let me prove it to you. Let me prove it to you. Come on. I'll see how that works. Matthew 6, 31 through 33. Yes, sir. Yes. Yes. Watch this at least. Matthew 6, this is Jesus saying the same thing. Matthew 6, 31 through 33 watch what he says therefore do not worry saying what shall we eat what shall we drink or what shall we wear stop worrying about all your stuff I got your housing allowance I got your clothing allowance I got your car allowance I got a company credit card I got an expense account for you I got all this stuff for you don't you worry about that kind of stuff keep going please verse 32 for after all these things the Gentiles the unemployed people seek for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. So when I hire you, when you're in my business, I know what you need. So here's what you do, verse 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. In other words, handle his business. And I give you the expense account. I give you the housing allowance. I give you the clothing allowance. I give you the company card. If you and I were focused on doing his works, yes. then I, now I, can I can ask for anything. I can ask for anything. I can ask, Father, God, uh, rebuke this, this virus that's trying to penetrate this, this area, this region. I take authority over right now in Jesus' name. Father, I ask in Jesus' name to dispatch angels to surround the city of St. Petersburg. In the name of Jesus. Father, I ask you to dispatch angels around the Tampa Bay area to safeguard that when when they see that virus trying to creep into our areas, I pray that God, you stand. Cause those angels to stand against them. I'm asking the Father for this in the name of Jesus because I believe. Jesus said, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I give you the authority to direct my power. That's why the book of Isaiah said, concerning the work of my hand, command you me. Did y'all catch that? In Isaiah, God said, concerning the work of my hand, you command me. You command me. Yeah. He's saying, for example, Deacon are you in the military. If we were going to launch an airstrike against somewhere, but we have troops on the ground, troops go on the ground and go, they're going to do all the intel ahead of time. Intelligence ahead of time. And they're going to determine what's the best place for them to launch this strike? Coordinates. So then what they do is, when they have the coordinates, they radio back to the the ship that's out in the Gulf or to wherever the the air missiles are, and they say, okay, here's the coordinates. Launch it here, and here's what time. So they're commanding that power The power is greater than them. They're commanding it, though. They're telling it where it is. So, when concerning the work of God's hands, when He says, "Command ye me," He's not telling me, telling us that we're in authority over Him. What He's saying is, "Tell me where you want it." Y'all better stand up, man. Y'all, y'all get it. Tell me where you want it. Tell me where, where you want the power to hit. Where you want the oil to flow? Wow. Where you Where do you want this anointing to break out? Wow. Where do you need? Where do you need a, a supply drop? Wow. They do that too, right? Right, Dean Gersh, if You got people out there in there in there in the woods. They're out on they're out on maneuvers. They're on a mission. They can't go to Walmart. They can't order from Amazon. They got they got to send back for supply, and they'll come and do a supply drop. Y'all better catch what I'm telling you. Right where you are, they drop supplies to you. Yes, sir. Brother Dwight, am I right about this? They, they, they drop supplies to you. So God is saying, concerning the work of my hand, command me, tell me where you need the supplies drop. What's your coordinates? Put in your supply request. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. That's yes, sir. Yes, sir. your Bible says. Yes. Philippians 4. So we have the ability Hallelujah. to uh, call on the power of God. Yes, sir. Okay. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, we are here in 2020 to do the works of Jesus. We are in the greatest time. I preached that Friday night. The best of times. We are in the best of times. Do not get distracted, discouraged by what you see around you. You are here to bring resolution to it all. We're thankful again for our government. Federal, state, local, they're doing the best they can with what they have. They're doing all they know. So we're not not trying to belittle or demean them, trust me. They're doing the best that they can with all they know. We're thankful to God, and I want us to be in continuous prayer for all of our law enforcement, all of our first responders, all those in the medical field who are who are putting themselves in harm's way to care for people who are infected and affected by what's going on. But the church needs us. The world needs us. The world needs us. us. The church needs us too. That's right. The church. Pastor Kim was mentioning this this week, talking to me. She said, "You know, John, we'll, this this the church today will be the first generation that stood for nothing. There was a church, a generation of the church, who dealt with." World War One, two, Vietnam and Korea, a church that dealt with slavery. African American church, there's a church that dealt with the civil rights movement and all the things that there's a church who's, who's dealt with uh, prayer in schools and, and we, we just kind of let prayer schools just go. This is that modern church prayer and schools and abortion laws and homosexual agenda just just, just, just whatever you want and just, it's alright and whatever else I'm not picking on anybody understand I'm talking about a church is supposed to be this standout institution that in reality you gotta run everything through me you understand they're supposed to run everything through you Psalm 103 19 again says, He has established His throne in heaven, and His kingdom rules over all. You're part of His kingdom. You're in the ruling class. Whereas the church is supposed to be the front line, we've been reduced to online. Just do everything online. Just do everything online. Just do everything online. Online, yeah. Well, who controls the internet? Not the church. Do everything online. We're not the online church, we're the frontline church. Glory to God. Have y'all received everything that the Lord said to us today? If you're in this place and you're not born again, I want to give you the chance today to be born again. I'm going to pray for some other things in a minute, but I want to make sure I give you the chance to be born again. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior, you need Jesus. I pray nobody in here is, is... Infected or affected by this thing that's out there but there are people who are afraid and they're afraid of dying and I want to make sure every person in here already knows that if you were to die you know you'd go to heaven you know that to be absent from this body you'd be present with the Lord and if there's one of you in here today, and you're not sure, absolutely 100% positive in your mind that if you died, you'd go to heaven, you'd spend eternity with Jesus. I want to give you the chance today to make sure. To make sure that you know Jesus Christ for yourself. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, and you may be watching us online from somewhere in the world, and you don't have that positive that assurance in your heart, that assurance in your heart that you are born again, that you know Jesus Christ. You can pray with us even watching online that if Jesus Christ comes back this night, that you'd see him in perfect peace. I want to give you that chance to know him today in your heart. Now, those of you that are here, I'm going to give you the chance to, to even come. Whoever you are, you say, Pastor, I don't know Jesus Christ, my Lord and my Savior for sure, and I want to make sure in my heart that I've already settled that in my heart. Whoever you are, would you receive Jesus Christ today? Would you just let Jesus Christ come into your heart? I'll pray for you for it to happen. It can happen on your way up to this altar. <laughs> in fact, if you're already opening your heart, it's beginning to happen right now you're already in your heart. I like the privilege of praying for you. Whoever you are, just raise your hand and let me know that you want to be born again, you want to get saved. You want to be born again in this house. I'm praying that everybody in here is already born again. You already know. You've already made up that your mind that I'll serve Jesus Christ all my days. Alright, is so everybody here is born again? Father, I pray for those watching us online. Somebody tuned in because they're just searching, searching for an answer, searching for hope, searching for peace of mind. Father, we know that there is no peace without Jesus. So I'm asking you today that, God, you touch that person's heart, that man sitting at his desk, that woman sitting at the table, that child sitting on that sofa, that person with that phone in their in their hand, they're sitting in their car, in the park, wherever they are. God, I pray that you would touch their hearts, minister to them, let them know how much you love them. And you love them so much that you gave Jesus Christ to down the cross for them, that they might be born again, that they might be saved, that they would not perish, but have everlasting life. I pray that that person today truly allows Jesus Christ to come into their hearts, into their hearts so that they can know that they are born again. What you do is just open up your heart, whoever you are that's listening, open up your heart to receive him. You can pray this prayer. Say, dear God, in the name of Jesus, I come to you now in need of a savior. I need peace. I need peace in my heart. I need peace in my mind. And I just found out that there's only peace in Jesus Christ. So I ask Jesus to come into my heart, save me now. Give me a new life. Give me new hope. Give me new peace. Right now, I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins and that Father God you raised them again on the third day now I declare with my own mouth that from this day forward Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life now Father fill my life with all of you take my life do something with it Father show me the way in the name of Jesus Now, Father, I ask for your peace to fill every heart, every person, that all over this city, all over this land, all over this world, people would come to know Jesus. That in this dark hour throughout the world, that people's faith would not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. I pray for the church, the true church, to rise up, to the top to come offline and go to the front line and be out front and beat back this demonic virus that's trying to terrorize our world. God, thank you that you've not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And I pray that every person under the sound of my voice would be kept in perfect peace Because our minds are stayed on you. We thank you that through all this, the name of Jesus shall be magnified. Through all this, the God of Israel, yes, the God of Israel, shall be glorified. And that the knowledge of your glory shall cover the earth, even as the waters Cover the sea. Let it be so now. We decree it. In Jesus' mighty name. Father, we pray for our mayor, his staff. We pray for our police officers, our firemen, our first responders. We pray for all medical staff all over our city and our nation throughout the world. That as they put themselves in harm's way, that you would be a shield. Your word talks about in Romans 13 about your peace officers. Keep them and protect them so that they experience no hurt, harm, or danger. Not one of them. We thank you that, God, we shall see the victory. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Put those hands together one last time and give our Father God a great big hand of praise today. Come on, give God a hand of praise.